0: Two men forcing smiles that were too damn transparent to convince each other of anything other than the fact that this building was creepy as hell. I had no doubt in my mind that he regretted disturbing anything on this spot. His frightened eyes said so. Knowing it would only get worse, I turned around and moved across the vast open space designed to accommodate large parties as I headed for the rear of the building, struggling with the urge to hurry to the wall next to an immense fireplace and flip on the overhead lights. I resisted, barely, while soft creaks resounded from the ceiling just beyond the kitchen area. There was someone moving upstairs in the darkened loft, or so it sounded. "'Moving to the kitchen, and then I'll approach the loft,' I said into the voice recorder, all the while feeling a frigid breeze caress the back of my neck. I had no doubt that someone was there with me, and my only comfort was in the fact that most entities are not overtly violent to short-term visitors.' They usually save their greatest ire for the folks who were permanent residents. I am only here gathering evidence to help the owners make things right. If anyone wants to say something into the recorder that can be useful, please feel free to do so. Click. Oh, shit. The recorder shut off. At the same time I heard a low moan coming from the stairs that were barely visible from a security lamp's glow in the kitchen. The last ten feet to the stairs leading upstairs were shrouded in thick darkness. I think I've mentioned before that, in regard to some of the creepiest investigations we've had, we end up getting very little paranormal evidence. Lots of normal-looking photographs, empty recordings, and non-eventful video clips. As I approached the kitchen area, I had been taking random pictures with my preferred analog beast that Justin likes to make fun of, but negatives are necessary to prove that an image hasn't been tampered with. As soon as I heard a low moan emanating from the darkness, I bravely pointed my camera directly at the spot and snapped a photo or so I had hoped. My camera jammed, and like the recorder moments before, it no longer worked. The green battery light faded to orange before my eyes. What in the—? The kitchen security lamp suddenly popped, and a swishing sound approached me in the sudden darkness. The best way I can describe it is as if someone had tossed several handfuls of paper sheets into the air, and then they drifted to the ground. Jim, did you hear that? Frank sounded stressed. We need to leave. They're moving around behind you. We've got to get out before they... Oh, shit! Jim, I'll meet you outside. I heard Frank give a startled shout as he stumbled on the porch, and then the front door slammed behind me. I might be a seasoned ghost hunter, and sometimes you can wait it out when weird shit happens, but I also have the good sense to know when it truly is time to go. Even before I heard several padded footfalls upon the wooden floor, as at least two different individuals approached me from both sides of the clubhouse's dim expanse, I was already running, running with the intent of breaking through the door or a window if necessary. Thankfully, Frank managed to reopen the door as I reached it. Without bothering to retrieve his key from the lock, he and I sprinted for the house. The painful prickles from the chills embracing my back didn't stop until we had climbed back onto the house's steps and clambered into the foyer. Instinctively, I closed and locked the door behind us, not caring how absurd it was to even bother, since physical doors and walls provide little protection against the dearly departed." What in the hell? Jimmy, Frank, are you okay? Does it look like it?